Hey y'all, it's your girl who swirls, Chris Karazin from Beyond Black and White. And I'm coming at you with a little bit of some harsh commentary. Um, I'm going to have to check some of you. Um, there was a recent event on our new Facebook fan page, uh, Beyond Black and White, The Rebirth, in which I introduced a, a, a man who was 58 years old. His name was Stan. Um, good-looking guy. He's mixed race, mixed with um, with white and Filipino, and he shared his story of how he had faced struggles as being a biracial child and um, being rejected by um, you know people who were in the you know in the Filipino community and just trying to find his place. Um, he also shared with us his desire to um, pursue dating African-American women and I thought that the letter was so sweet and honest and that Stan was even you know in his you know 58 years um, looked pretty darn handsome that I presented him and I said you know ladies here's someone to consider and um, just as an aside, I do these things from time to time, and I try to keep the age, ra age ranges from, you know, young to older, because um, sometimes if I focus on young people, then the, the older people in the group will say, well, what about us? So I try to do a balance, and that was um, what I was trying to do with presenting Stan, and what um, I'm doing with um, what we're going to be doing with Wes Murphy later on this Friday, where we're going to present Wes with uh, five potential candidates who may or may not be the one, because um, we're working on trying to get him that special someone this year. So I thought I was doing a positive thing, and I thought I was um, presenting Stan in a safe environment where he would be well-received. And... Um, that did not happen. There were a slurry of people who came to that thread and polluted it with so much negativity about questioning why Stan was just now, you know, um, realizing that he wanted to date interracially and how they don't want him because he must have been a coward and he's weak. And even one other woman, um, told him to go to hell. And I got to be honest with you, I have never been more ashamed of the Beyond Black and White fan page than I did yesterday when I saw all of that negativity and the lack of support and even just civility. Um, and I want to, I just want to publicly apologize to Stan for having to, to witness that because um, while I didn't tell him what was going on, I was hoping that he'd missed it. He'd read every single thing. And, um, you know, you guys need to understand, uh, you make these comments and you don't realize these are real human beings with real feelings. And whatever you've got going on in your life that you feel the need to lash out at people you need to keep that to yourself, and we're going to halt that on the Facebook fan page. There will be none of that, but 
um, moving forward, I've made a decision not to present singles on the Facebook fan page anymore. I'm not going to do that because I feel like the people who come to me and ask for advice or ask for, for help are vulnerable and they're looking for support. And um, for me to put them in a situation where they're really ridiculed or they're, uh, or they're chastised for whatever reason by people who don't even know them, that's unacceptable. And um, that is not who I am. And I will not be a part of um, the tearing apart of somebody who reaches out to me vulnerable asking for my help. So there will be no more matchmaking happening on the Facebook fan page. Thank you very much, you bitter women who ruined it for everybody. Now, this incident was not isolated. This was actually the third time that this happened on the Facebook fan page. Um, Basically, when in journalism, if things happen in threes, there's a trend. So I identified after this third situation with Stan, I identified that there is in fact a trend. Anybody who I present on the Beyond Black and White Facebook fan page, who is not, you know, between an eight or a 10 aesthetically, I will get inevitably somebody on the fan page who will say, why are you presenting these substandard white men? Um, black women deserve the best. And, and why do you, you know, why are you presenting, you know, old women to black, uh, to black women to date? And why are you presenting overweight men for black women to date? And we're queens and we deserve the best. And you know what? The women who do this, something is wrong with you because... All three of the men who I vetted to present who were quote-unquote substandard to these, these uh, concern trolls of um, me not presenting, you know, Greek Greg Adonis to them are college-educated. They have never been married. They have a, a marked interest in dating black women and admire black beauty they have um they 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 have gainful employment they don't have kids running around everywhere they don't have criminal refers basically these are good guys who may not necessarily be off the charts in the looks department And I got to say, the women who complain about those men who weren't off the charts in the look department weren't off the charts either. So I'm like, you are a five and you think you're entitled to a 10. You look like Aretha Franklin and you want David Beckham. Shut up. Just be quiet. So I want to address the issue of entitlement, and there's some issue, I think, with black women who feel like um, when they date interracially that they um, are so obsessed with the um, 
things that are very on the surface and very shallow like looks. And this really is not, I think this is something that is consistent within the black community in that we focus a lot on how somebody looks and the way that your partner looks is somehow a reflection of you. So um, I'm still kind of nursing how disgusted and ashamed I am of um, the fan page and what happened yesterday. Um, but there were some really good, there was some really good comments that came out of the conversation. And one of them was from my friend Brooklyn blue. And, um, if you guys don't know who she is, um, I feel sorry for you because she's just brilliant. She's a brilliant woman and she kind of told it like a TIE. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read her commentary on my announcement that we weren't going to do matchmaking anymore and that, um, I was disappointed with, with the fan page. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read this because it really encapsulates what I think might be going on here. Um, and this is from Brooklyn Brew. I'm starting quoting her. I am, I have to say something that needs to be said. Black people, and that includes black women, are too focused on looks in mate selection. We are too focused on the way a person looks and see their beauty or lack thereof as an indicator of our value as individuals, as a collective. As black women, we are overly concerned about the phenotype, body and swag of men, just as black men are distracted by hair length, waist size, and ass. We focus on all the wrong shit and then wonder why our bloodlines are so screwed. I believe that a lot of this Greek Adonis stuff comes from the notion that if a black woman settles for a white male, he at least needs to be cute. I have heard this sentiment expressed many times among sisters. I have too. I have too. And it's a part of the feeling of loss that many of us attach to the notion of dating out. One where the non-black male becomes a consolation prize for that fine chocolate brother that we really wanted but couldn't get. It's almost as if we feel like if the non-black male is a cutie or if he's sexy, then we have to we have to apologize less for choosing him, like that somehow legitimizes our choice. For many of us, we still are using Blackistani standards for non-Blackistan relationships. When searching for a mate, looks are but one of the important factors that Black women should be considering. And the truth is that one can retrain their taste if it suits them. And a woman who has decided that a good-looking bum-ass of a man is no longer an option is going to have to learn to appreciate a different type of aesthetic and find attraction, beauty, value in a different type of male, one where a six-pack and chiseled jawline may not come with a kind of heart with a kind heart and a generous spirit. Women of other races know this, which is why you will find them choosing men who are who aren't always GQ models, but who offer protected and who are protected and provided for lifestyles in which both the woman and her children are cared for and loved. Black women are going to have to come out of this fantasy island view 
of relationships, and they are going to have to reckon with the obsession with looks that black folk have allowed to saturate every aspect of our lives. Hundreds of years of being made to feel ugly, undesirable, and inhuman because of our biology had led us have led us to become overly concerned with this biological expression of others. We need to pull away from some of this superficial mess and begin to look for the things that will elevate ourselves, secure our progeny, and brighten our futures. Only people who feel less than are always worried about pulling the most beautiful mate. People who are secure in their position focus on other things aside from phenotype and body type. In essence, we need to grow up. This shit is not a game and we don't have time to play as if it is. Learn to appreciate different types of attraction. Just as you expect non-black men to learn to appreciate your different type of hair, skin, body type, and point of view. Of course the phone rings. We'll just ignore it. Sometimes the man who will treat you the best is the one least likely to get chosen. And sometimes the one who initially you felt nothing for can become the sexiest thing alive once he's shown himself approved. This is about values. Black women need a serious revamp in that area. Seriously. All the likes. And all the amens, Brooklyn Blue, you really laid it out as uh, more plain than I could have ever articulated. 